This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Monday Night's Tilt and Talk Show, sponsored by Small Affordable Cars in Tamworth. I'm Paul Hipkiss, and tonight we're joined by Mark Meredith. Hey, all. Mark Adams. Good evening, everyone. Claire Ghibli. Good evening. Craig Courtney. Good evening, but it's Tuesday. Oh, are you? Blimey. No one's saying anything. Tell our Todd we are, can't you? One job, one job. Only got one job. Blimey, welcome to Tuesday Night's Tilt and Talk Show. Um, So, yeah, Chris and also Chris Brown, how can I forget? Thank you. And well done for completely ignoring what I said earlier as well, Paul. <laughs> about no intros. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the screen and I can't see our names anywhere, so I thought I'd, you know, I no, thought that, I'd yeah, do no, it. That, so, uh, no, 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 Yours so, yeah, is in tiny writing. It's not, been, uh, it's, not, it's not been a bad week, has it, overall? Um, we picked up our first win under Wayne Rooney on Saturday. Um, unconvincingly, I'll say, I think first half, you know, we were um, huffed and puffed a bit and, you know, inevitably went a goal down from, you know, the run of play, I must say, you know, the way the, way the game was going and, you know, that second half, I thought we came out a lot better and, and got, you know, um, what Wayne wanted. We was getting more for, um, you know, from the players on the attacking on the front foot and being in the face of the Sheffield Wednesday. But I will say, being the team that were bottom of the league, you know, they did, they did they come and had a go at us, didn't they? They did come and have a good go. And, um, you know, in the second half, I thought, you know, we were worthy winners. And when Jordan James came on, he, he just gave us that drive, didn't he, going forwards and, you know, got the winner eventually, which was lovely. So it was nice to see us get our first win and, Hopefully now we can build on that starting tomorrow night now and have an even better week. So, um, and then obviously last night at the uh, the open house session as well, I was honoured to be um, invited to that. And what a night that was, which obviously we'll come on to as we yeah. get into the show. But Claire, give us your thoughts on the, the game on Saturday. Um, I thought we played okay. Um, I think second half was a lot better than the first half. Um, I think we lacked the intensity that we normally have in the first half. 
I mean, you know, Bakuna's goal was brilliant. Um, I think he needs to shoot more often. Um, yeah. I think JJ came on. I mean, really good finish, uh, nice and composed as well. Um, I know that lots of people are like, oh, you know, the bottom of the league. I don't know whether people are expecting us to, you know, win three or four nil. But at the end of the day, they came out and they played really well as well. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an even game. I just think, you know, it's a work in progress. I mean, I'm just still, you know, thinking about what he said last night, to be honest. Um, and you mm. can kind of see what they're trying to do. But, you know, first win, we got Blackburn uh, tomorrow. So we never normally get anything there. And then we play against Rotherham. So hopefully this can springboard our season, have a bit of momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early comment coming in here from Nigel Manor. Wins a win. Let's celebrate the points. Absolutely. Yeah, so no matter how you win, I'd rather win. I'd rather win ugly than than lose or draw playing well. Which I think in some yeah. of the games under Rooney so far, we have played quite well, haven't we? And yeah. not quite managed to get mm-hmm. the points. Um, but yeah, Craig, give us your thoughts, mate. We 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 scrapped we scrapped through it, um, and yeah, you know, for, first half. Um, I what what can we say? They actually at times made us look really 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 poor you know and they they had some really good play about them um, their attacking prowess their pace was was phenomenal and that that really uh, I think hurt us early doors but then when Laird and Buchanan came more into the game that to me was where we began to see more of that that balance in the second half well they were they, they were a different side they were far from perfect and you know the one thing I will say is definitely a work in progress they um, continue to build and I I think they will you know and and yeah again you know to echo what Claire said when we come on to talk about the way Wayne spoke last night and what we saw then actually there's a a lot of positives to take forwards and and I think you know the the one thing for me that stood out was the build up not just JJ's goal and, and his finish which incidentally you know for for a youngster yeah. to follow up on that shot and round the keeper the way that he did was was you know really yeah. And that's, yeah and that's old head on young shoulders um, mm-hmm. from from that point but he had a point proof he's had a lot of people knocking him he's had mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm standing out for Wales and then people are questioning what the hell's he doing for Birmingham you know don't really see anything but on Saturday I thought his finish was great and his prowess when he came on and the press that he put into there was really good and his build up and run to lead up to that goal was absolutely superb because he created the space in the middle to, to actually latch on to so you know yeah long long may that continue and definitely been going tomorrow night tough game and then weekend you know another winnable game against Rotherham so albeit they gave Leeds a real run for their money I think we can we can still pull it out of the bag on Saturday yeah, absolutely. And I think someone just put earlier that we're only six points off the playoffs and, you know, it would be nice if we can start looking up instead of down for a change. I'm not saying we're going to finish in the playoffs this season, but, you know, if we can finish sort of like between ninth and somewhere between ninth and 14th, you know, then that's big progress, isn't it, from last season, 17th, you know, and, you know, it's a step in the right direction and certainly from what Get we heard... Get those last- greens, Paul. Get those greens. Get the greens, yes. You've got to have a dream if you don't have a dream. 
<laughs> we need to get those greens, absolutely. And Mark Adams, you missed the game, didn't you? Was you um... Yeah, I had started it's my first home game I've missed this season. Um first in a long time actually. Um I had a couple, <laughs> hey? I'm not barred. I've had a, I had a, I had a double birthday celebration. It was my carer and my ward analogy. Uh, no, it's, it's, um, it was a joint birthday celebration. So I sadly had to had to uh, had to miss it. But no, I mean um, it was weird not being there. I mean how bad as we've been, I, I do miss not not being there. Um, but anyway, I had to rely on highlights and my phone and all the rest of it. And um, I was chuffed to bits with that. Um, like you said earlier, uh, there's no easy games in this league. I know it's cliche. I know we keep saying it, but. There is no divine right to win any game in that league, no. Um, no. and it's ama- it's amazing, you know, how the space of five days, all of a sudden, everything's just changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't go last night, um, but just looking at the the, the you know people's um, experiences and the photos, it's just a real buzz again. It's like August again. It's like a fresh start in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait for Saturday again. Now I just can't wait to be down there. Saturday. Steve, Steve Portman, Mark, what super fan misses a game? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, no, it's my other last birthday, and it was a mum's birthday as well. Oh, did, a, you, did, you did you have jelly? Did you have jelly? I always make sure any birthday celebrations in our family are on a Sunday. Oh, no. I know. I tried. I tried my best. I was outvoted. That's so. Uh, oh, wow. I was um, outvoted yeah. this time. But, yeah, um, yeah. Mark Meredith, mate, welcome back, and uh, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving last week. Yeah, appreciate it. Good to be back. And again, just, uh, you know, I had a, a good week with family and friends and whatever, went to Louisiana. Um, I managed to see the game on Saturday and, you know, it's a massive win for us. When you look at it, I think Wednesday coming into the game, bottom of the league, they're going to always be battling and they're going to look at the form that we've had since Rooney joined. And I think obviously they probably... Sorry to interrupt you, mate, but I love the way you just said, I just went to Louisiana. It was only a nine it was only a nine hour drive. That's a little drive for me. Uh, the uh the way you said it in the same way as I said to my wife earlier, I went up into West Bromish today. Put down a shot. Both look the same as well. Carry on, mate. But no, I think, you know, Wednesday probably came into it, uh, you know, bottom of the league battling for their lives already, even though it's only halfway through the season. And, and also seeing the form that we've been in since Rooney took over, I'm sure they fancied themselves as well coming into the game. But so it's, it's a massive win for us. You know, I agree with everybody else. I thought first half we, we you know, huffed and puffed a little bit and didn't show very much quality. I would say that, you know, the Bakuna goal being so late in the first half and so close to when they took the lead, was key for us because I think if we'd have gone one nil down at half time, I think we may struggle to get one, you know, two in the second half. Um, so I think we 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 got you know Bakuna's goal was a great strike. I think we went in full of confidence, and I'm sure you know Wayne had a few words to say to the players. And and, and coming coming out of the second half did a lot better. Um, still not where we want to be, um, obviously from the start, but. Um, Again, great to see JJ get a goal. And I think hopefully we can move on from, from that now. We've got a tough game tomorrow. Um, you know, then we've got the Rotherham game coming up. Um, I was sad that I didn't get to see last night because I think, you know, being able to see Rooney in a room and, and talking the way he's, what I've heard he talked like in his videos and stuff would have been fantastic on a, a coach's point of view. Um, but no, listen, I... I'm still up and down with it. I'm still, I'm still hoping that we can, 
we can change things around a little bit. My biggest hope right now is we can we keep on collecting points until January, and then we let the guy go out and and buy the players he wants to buy and who he has plans for. And then I'm excited, hopefully, for the second half of the season to see what he can really put in and and give us a push. But you know, I'm not worried about relegation right now. I'm not worried about the playoffs right now. I think, as we said, if we if we get there in that middle the middle half, then that'll be a good season for us, and then we can really push forward next year and hopefully give it a go from the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, the one thing and coming on to last night now. The one thing that really opened my eyes was the way that they talked about, you know, revenue and, mm-hmm. and, and growth. And, you know, when you look at it, the teams that finish in the top six are usually the top six teams that get the most growth every single season. And, you know, the one thing that really did, I found sort of really daunting was the fact that we were £54 million behind the team that were first in the league last season. And that is a huge gap to bridge. And, you know, I've got every faith that these guys will do it in time. They will, they will do it. And um, that's the kind of uh, gaps that we need to close. And another thing that really hit home as well was I didn't realise how real bad it was under the previous ownership off the field. Um, you know, and you do think it's bad, but obviously you're, you're always looking at it from an outsider looking in, aren't you? And, you know, when you actually get in there and you hear them talking how bad that was and what happened and there was no support or help for any of the staff or anything like that you know um, it was just really eye opening I thought and I just found it quite unbelievable to be honest and that was unbelievably bad but now we, we move forward and these staff now are all buzzing to be there and yeah. you know it's absolutely fantastic because certainly for anybody that was there under the previous ownership now you know they've gone from um, from from sort of like hell to heaven haven't they in a, in a way um, and then the other thing as well that really opened my eyes was um you know, the fact that, you know, you've got the, the revenue, but then also the teams that get, the, I can really see that they've done their homework before they made the appointment. And the, when they talked about the teams that get the most of the ball in the games, usually get promoted. You know, the teams that get over 50% possession in every game of the ball usually get promoted. And they really have, you know, delved into it with a fine tooth comb, haven't they? And, and looked into what we really have to do to get out of this league. Uh, and before we go into a little bit more about tomorrow night and um, Mr Meredith you've just mentioned it but the club have just uh, put a post out to say that the sections of last night's streamed uh, introduction and also the Q&As are available via the website so um, there is a link that's been circulated so if you go on you can watch what was Gary Cook's introduction uh, Mm. and also the the small amount of Q&A due to the massive overrun that was uh, was going on. Sorry, there, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mark. You was going to say something, mate. Yeah, as I say, like I didn't obviously wasn't there last night, um, but I just love the open communication of what these new owners are bringing. You know, we we had all this excitement at the start of the season when the owners took over. Um, it went a little bit downhill when when they sacked Eustace and, and Rooney came in. But the fact that they've opened these nights and been totally honest with. You know, certainly the fans that were there, and then obviously they're sharing it out to everybody else now. I just think it's amazing because we've we've been praying for that for ten years now. Just be honest with us, regardless yeah. if you get it right or wrong. Be honest from the start, and as a as a fan base, we'll we'll believe and back you hundred percent. But we just need to know what's going on and why it's going on, and and that mm. sort of thing. That's what I that's what I love about it. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. Um, I was just going to say what Lobby said before the show started. I mean, it's very rare to find a club willing to do that. 
especially this day and age and the goldfish bowl of football you know so to do what they did was absolutely well it's fantastic you know? I, loved what, I loved what Lee Harris said off the uh, KRO Birmingham page um, he just said it was like being in a blue theme park and it really was wasn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. they, they did not hold back you know um, they said at the outset that they would be completely open uh, and the one thing I can say is you know the, the same messages got across to every single group so whilst they were a series of presentations that, that were undertaken the amount that they opened up to you know to give us that insight not only to what it was like in July when they took over but where they are now and what they have planned for the future yeah. you know um, our friend Dave Taylor was, was, was with us on the table and, and we were walking down towards the uh, the ground from the club shop from one of the presentations and he, he just summed it up beautifully when he turned around and he said been a Birmingham fan for many 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 years but he has never been as excited as what he is now and I, I honestly can say I think everybody that walked away from last night was feeling the same thing and you know if, if people went and they disagree we'd love to hear those those thoughts on the on the shape box and stuff but anybody there that I know I've spoken to was optimistic positive looking forward to an extremely bright future and you know we've got a lot of good things to to come and there was a lot a lot given to us last night it was <laughs> what was supposed to be two and a half hours I think last week <laughs> three and a half hours and but do you know what it was worth it okay. it was so worth it, it was. well like you say Craig sorry Paul uh, like you say I mean it's, it's it's interesting to know that it's the first of a few I mean, it's not a one-off, is it? No, no, no. no, no not not just all, a one-off. Yeah. There will be another, th- you know, two or three coming up. Another three. Probably. They, might, yeah, so. they yeah. might even do them quarterly every three months. I don't know. Yeah, or, yeah well, they've, they've announced that they will be quarterly now. So some of the updates that went out last night even gave the time frame for the next one. Mm. So, you know, look out for the 27th of February next year because that's yeah. the planned date at the moment for, for the next one. Excellent. Um yeah, interesting to see what they cover as well at that point in time, wasn't it? I mean, God would have been yeah. doing everything by that point as well. Yeah. I, said Carly Cup day. Yeah. I said to Ian Dutton <laughs> last night, like you know, if I'm uh, if I'm invited, you know, next time if I'm not invited, I'm going to put a wig on and turn up in disguise, and they won't recognise me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Claire, what were your thoughts from last night? Um, I mean, I left absolutely buzzing. Um, it made me fall back in love with the club even more again. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, getting the opportunity, you know, to hear about what everything that they said, going into the changing rooms. Um, I mean, the community trust, what they've got planned as well. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Um, we need to promote that as well. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I agree. It was all about revenue. It was nice that Rooney stood there and was like, right, this is how we're going to play. And then you can actually see it. So what they did was is they showed us like training clips and then went, right, this is how this is going to work in the game. Oh, this is where this went wrong. Well, actually, if he did this, then this would happen. And actually came across quite a good tactical manager. Um, Obviously, you know, he's actions speak louder than words. Um, I always say that on this show because, you know, you can say how amazing everything is but the moment their actions are talking especially training ground wise 
Um, so another big news is in the next few weeks um, or months, we're going to have um, screens above the Tilton and the Cock, and they're taking away the side one. Um, there was loads of things that they're going to do. You know, they came in and it was horrendous. And I think the amount of money that they've already spent, I mean, fair play to them. And, yeah. you know, what was really good about the shop, we're 100% up. So last year we made a million. This year we're aiming to make two. And it's only going to go up and up from there. So I think we all came away. Obviously, we were tired by the end because it was supposed to finish at like <laughs> 9.45 and we were still there at half 11. Um, but I generally do think that they've listened. I mean, Rooney being there was a massive plus. We've we've asked him to, you know, engage more with the fans. Um, you know, even though they didn't really want us to have pictures with him, me and Paul managed to sneak one in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, even the ladies being there, like Hope Powell being there. I mean, they had everybody there. That the main financial person there, and. I think they're going on the model of Man City. Now, I'm not saying we are nowhere near Man City. We are miles away. But if you've got people who have been there, done it. I mean, that man, the infrastructure one, who's been at Brentford and all these other places, I mean, he knows what he's talking about. And I just felt, um, yeah, from Gary Cook, that he does genuinely love the club. Definitely. And it would be like one of us. It's his dream, and you know... You know, when Wagner was talking, you got that vibe and all of a sudden you realised all the things that were going on. And I mean, it was an honour to go. Um, You know, we had like loads of photo opportunities, but it was, I just think that we needed something. I think we had started to dip and it was the one quote from Wagner for me was the one of the most like sad things he said was the Hull atmosphere. Mm, and yeah. the atmosphere needs to change inside the ground as well. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, if the players are being told to play a certain way, are we booing? Is that going to make it right or wrong? Now, I booed at Hull. I'm not going to say I didn't. Um, mm. But it kind of changed my mind actually watching them, being able to keep the ball in a final third in training. And actually, now I've seen it, they've got no excuses anymore. Even Ruddy was passing the ball one yeah. touch. And it was all one touch and no one got near them. So, do you know what? Action's a bit louder than words at the moment. The owners are doing the actions. Now we need to have it on the pitch, I think. That's where yeah. I think it's, that's where we need to work on. Can I ask a question? Um, you know, how was Mr. Wagner sort of introduced? You know, how because he was on a live stream, wasn't he? It was yeah. 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 Yeah, and what what did he? What was his sort of general consensus? What did he say? You know, oh god, I think his professionalism shone shone straight away. Yeah. He, he was, he was he, he, I think he really is in love. I know it's I know it's early days, but I think he genuinely is in love with the club. Mm. He's in love he, with the city as well. He, 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 he wants, yeah, he he wants to make he wants to make you know yeah. Birmingham massive, not just the club, yeah. but yeah. Birmingham as a whole. He wants yeah. to change the whole place and uh I think that came over all well, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he's doing as well in the community, I mean the com- there was a community guy as well on one of the other breakout sessions with mm. uh a head teacher from a school as well and what they were saying as well blew me away. You know, what the some yeah, of the yeah. stuff yeah. they're doing is unbelievable. And 
the fact that they got no support from the previous board was what really frustrated me the most, uh, more than anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Because that was just ridiculous. But again, I'm thinking forward and I think, you know, the fact that they're making sure that every child in care is, is going to get a Christmas present as well. That's, stuff that's like amazing. That. It's just unbelievable. Done in, and um, with the, um, the badge on the back of the Gil Merrick, they yes. have been asking for that. So that might be in the pipeline. They haven't said anything. Um, I asked about the Trevor statue. Oh, what did they say? Outside for the-, the cop that's been spoken about as well. Um you know, adding more things to the stadium, the tannoy is going to be different, the music's going to be different. I just think it's going to be a whole new experience. I I really yeah. do. And, you know, yeah, they want to make the courses bigger. And it's all about money. The main thing is revenue. That word was said about 100 times last oh, night. Yeah, if, we, yeah. if we buy more, yeah. we'll be able to spend money. January, I don't think we will spend lots, no, but there is money yeah. there. Yeah. They said the main spending will be in July. July. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just to come on to a few of the points raised on the board. Sorry, Paul. It's yeah, uh, you know, yes, yeah, Claire, you've covered off the Gilmerick side. It is, it is being looked at. We've mentioned the big screens either end, but one of the standout things for me, and I go, you know, we've, we've been going to the games, and I never even noticed, but we're replacing our floodlights. Mm. Yeah, uh, and so the two, the two large stanchions that you see have, have got new lights in there already. They're not fully finished. Um, but the plan is that for the Leicester game, they will be done. They will have also replaced the flood lighting that goes inside the um, the main stand, those above the roof in the cop as well. The Claire mentioned there the same system that's been replaced, and the one the one thing that that came out as a little like sneaky peeky effect was that I think we'll be seeing a light show at the Leicester game. Yeah. Because they were talking about how the floodlights and everything are all going to be linked in terms of being able to give that that kind of you know walking in and having something different to to go across. So there, there was those areas, and I think the, the thing that resonated for me the most was hearing about when they went in in July, and that they thought it was bad, mm. but they didn't realise just how bad until they got through the door um, and to, to kind of put a few things into into position they've already laid over £10 million on infrastructure that, yeah. right, that's not just the stands that's for example a million pound that was put into the training ground before they'd even taken over the club yeah. mm. they have grown their own yes. FA Premier League style pitch Right, so we couldn't get permission off the owners of, of the current training ground to to put grass down. They've now worked on that. They've got that in place, and they've grown their own pitch. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to be bringing that in. It's just um, amazing, that is. It's unreal, absolutely. Never unreal. thought of that. Yeah. And <laughs> the what they've done, the as well were brilliant. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. Wastels is not necessarily, and I think came across is not necessarily going to be first team, mm-hmm. but. They were very, very clear on the academy, right? They are going back for Cat One. They're trying their absolute utmost. They have plans to build on Wast Hills in terms of not just what's there now, but offering our areas that will be classrooms. There will be recovery rooms for for the ladies and the, the younger lads that are there. There will be 
family areas so that people that are there with them can go in and relax. That looks brilliant. There's going to be new training, uh, changing rooms, yeah. the works. Yeah, and good. my God, they are, they're shelling out. Yeah. Sorry, Craig, they're renovating the dome as well, aren't they? The training the dome, dome. Yeah. 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 So, and the pitching, they're, they're having all the pitches up to replace them all because they know that they're so poor at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig, the, fig, the, figure, well, the figure on the amount they, they've spent already on that pitch was just astounding. Was yeah. it one and a half uh, million? And, uh, with the, and the heaters as well, and another well, million to upkeep? And wow. the other thing is, the, <laughs> yeah, and the, I couldn't help but laugh when I heard this, but up at Wasdell's, all right, uh, the playing pitch for what was our first team training pitch outside. The middle strip of that pitch was made up of real and fake grass. So it actually mirrored what was at St Andrews. But it was only in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. The rest of it wow. was all natural. So basically, they ripped all of that up and they've replaced it. Oh, so, you know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? We always went on about muscle injuries <laughs> and things that were happening at Wastels. Now, you begin to think, was it down to that? You know, how, how, how does this work? Um, Claire, you've mentioned the fan park. Do you want to? Do you want to go through what what was mentioned about the fan park? Um, I think it was by um, the main stand. They want to do two, don't they? Two, and, um, yeah, they two, want two, to two create corners, two fan yeah. parks yeah. where everybody meets up. There's like going to be like drinking areas, and you know, I just think it's very similar to if you've ever been to like the baggies. I think mm. it's going to be very, you know, again, it's a revenue spinner. Um, and I just think that it will just bring fans together and it's get, trying to get more people down there it's trying to get more families I mean they're trying to really really focus on the community as well um, they've lost a lot of fans in Birmingham as such because you know being a teacher myself I know that kids are like oh we like Man City and Liverpool and you know while well, they've got other teams around them so hopefully you know aiming for uh, like the children of Birmingham let's see if we can get them back you know start yeah. some initiatives for them because they're, they're going to be the future of our club at the end of the day so why not make it as fun as possible absolutely yeah. and you're right in comment by the way that's on the message board so Dom's put um, I saw in Birmingham Live that Gary Cook was apologising for the mistake on the ticketing yeah. prices for the Sheffield Wednesday game mm. Was ticket pricing brought up by the audience in the meeting, uh, or was uh, Gary Cook's comments separate? So it was brought up as part of the Q and A session yeah. that was at the end. And yes, Gary did say that work had to continue on pricing because of the environment that everybody is in at the moment. Um, he also mentioned how they had listened to fans that leading up to the festive period there was that worry around the cost of games even after they've been changed. And it was mentioned about the offer that was put out. That has been reiterated today by the club as well. So in short, if you bought a ticket for Sheffield Wednesday, you were entitled to a Rotherham ticket for half price. That is continuing to roll. So if you Un buy a ticket for Rotherham, go on, Paul. Unless Un 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 that's it. So Un you buy a ticket for Rotherham, you can now get a Leicester ticket for half price. So yeah. they are doing something. He also he did say though he knows times are tough, so they will continue to look um, at, at what what can be done around ticketing. And I guess the key the key message is, you know, we've got these opportunities now. 
in the next couple of games to get as many people as possible and as many bombs on seats. Mm. The less the game, the whole stadium, as they announced it, should be finished. So it includes that bottom yeah. corner of the cop. What I think would help nothing more is to have that stadium full for that game. And, yeah. you know, we really need to get people down there. Um, Tom Wagner mentioned it. And Claire, you, you, you're right. You could see, you could sense from him he's upset at the atmosphere at that, at that whole game. And I think what he's now to do with his, uh, you know, he mentioned at the end, he just used the words, bring back the noise. Mm. And I think that's what, as fans, we we need to do. Um, and uh, hey, if even 15, 20% of the positivity that came out of that room last night rubs off in an atmosphere on Saturday, it's going to make the world a difference. Yeah. It's really, sorry, Paul. Sorry, jump in. Um, it's really interesting because if if um, Saturday I couldn't give my season ticket away, nobody was interested. But I think if it, if it was this weekend in the same boat, yeah. I think people would snatch it off me after last mm-hmm. night. The last night, yeah, definitely. But another couple of things I want to sort of say after last night as well. One thing that sticks in my mind, Ian Dutton said that the club shop is going to be completely overhauled in the summer yeah, as well. So we'll have a conduct that'll be unrecognisable, ready for next season, won't it? Um, and then also, I, the session with Daishi as well was uh, really impressive, wasn't it? And um, just talking about the academy. And I did ask him the question, you know, have we got any other players now that you feel are ready? that haven't made their first team debuts yet, but you feel are ready to, to do that. And he just said, yeah, at least a good sort of two or three players are ready for the first team. So hopefully we can see some more of our talent from the academy making the appearances in the first team as well. You know, like we have this season with Ramel Donovan and, uh, and Brandon Keeler. I think the other thing as well was it wasn't a three-year plan. I kept hearing um, 10 years, 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. So... This isn't we, you know. At the end of the day, managers will come and go under them. It's as simple as that. There's no way Rooney will be here for ten years. So they're here for the long haul. They're here yeah. to make their mark. They're here to do the job. You know, to change not just Birmingham but the city itself. Yeah. Um, and that's what I took from it. I took that you know their owners that care. We've moaned so many times. We've had years and years and years of sorrows. Let's see if the joys can come. You know, yes. we just, if, if they, you know, with everything that they've decided to do, let's just see where they go from here. I mean, Rooney, has he changed my mind? Mm. It's on the pitch, isn't it? Do you mean? I think as a person seeing him, like seeing him there, you know, he know he does. He has got quite a tactical mind, but I think for any manager, you can be even the nicest guy, but it's results on the pitch. And I think, you know, they all they all are hopefully going in the right direction. So fingers crossed. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think on that one as well, Paul. Sorry, um, yeah, you know, we talk. Claire has said it perfect earlier on about actions speak more uh, louder than words, and. That's going to be a little bit with the the fans and how they react and the atmosphere in the in the ground. You know, they, they do still pay their own you know well earned money to go and watch. And if and if the performances aren't what they expect, uh, which we have seen in the last couple of weeks in some of our play, then there is going to be frustrated people. You know, that's just that's the norm of it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that as the um, as Rooney and the players bond a little bit more we'll start to see, you know, a lot more understanding on the field, which is then going to be 
a lot more understanding between players and fans as well and that atmosphere that we are so used to and mm. uh, St. Andrews used to be will come back and it'll, you know, go from strength to strength from there. But it certainly has to be a difference in some of the playing styles to to get those, you know, almost half of our fan base back on to wanting to go to the games because um, mm. they're so used to not going now with the stadium being closed. You know, the big mm. thing for me now is how do we get those guys back that have spent the last year and a half, two years, not going to the games you know, what's going to be the push now to get them back? And the first thing is going to be results and, and performances. Mm. I think Craig Gardner touched upon it as well. I mean, that, that was the one thing, like I said earlier, really opened my eyes about the way that they've looked into the last 10 years in the championship and the teams that, you know, that have most of the ball get promoted and mm. also the teams that make the most revenue. And I think he said, didn't he, that only two clubs in the last 10 years have been promoted and not really made any revenue. And that was Luton and Cardiff, wasn't it, under Neil Warner? Um, and Burnley you know, under Sean Dyche as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, oh sorry, yeah, Burnley under Sean Dyche as well. Yeah, so you know, history does tell you that what they're doing works. You know, in other clubs, so hopefully it'll work with us as well. But question from me to everyone here and all of our viewers: on a scale of one to ten, now would we say we are when it comes to how excited we are for the future and how you know how excited we are for the rest of this season as well on on the field for the rest of this season on a scale of one to ten and off the field for the future of the club on a scale of 1 to 10 I'll start with you Mark Adams probably for the future I'd say a, a good eight, probably a 9 ok um, yeah definitely but on the field at the moment it takes a bit of convincing so I'd say probably a 7 ok Claire but we go, we're going the right way yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah I think I probably agree with um, Mark to be fair I think you know leaving was 9, 9.5 Um I think on the field, I'd probably give it about a seven and a half. I just, I'm still a bit sceptical. I think we do need time and that's what I think we have to start realising that we've got yeah. to give him. Uh, can I ask our viewers to put your, you know, your ratings in the in the chat box as well, please, as we go? Uh, Craig? Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same, really. You know, seven out of ten on the field. There's improvement to be made, but there's improvement being seen. And I think that that's the key, the key thing. And what we saw in that in that room, to me, gives me that little bit more faith that that we can continue to to progress. Uh, and definitely off the field, you know, nines. Um, yeah. I, I've also seen a couple of people just ask a couple of questions on on here. We've been talking a lot about the stadium, and one of the questions that came up was, was it mentioned about a new stadium? It was asked. Uh, the answer was simple. The owners have aspirations to take the club and the city forwards. Oh, yeah. And then I think the key part was whether that is here is to be seen. And and so they have promised that if there are any updates regarding anything else, that they will be delivered. And the one thing I, I, I honestly can say and take away from last night is I truly believe that. I think we will, as fans, potentially also be involved with discussions around what we would love to see. Yeah, I think in the next five to ten, the, the next yeah. five to ten years, we will be moving. But what they, what, what, what I do think is though, if we're at St Andrews for the next five years, they'll make it as good as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say for me, on the field, the jury's still out for me. I'm a six. Off the field, I'm a good eight point five. 
Mm. You know, so um, that yeah. low, that low. Eight point five. <laughs> yeah. Eight point five is high. The remaining one point five, Chris, is to actually see it happen, and then I'll be a ten. Thumbs up from me. Before we move on to you, Chris, I just want to also say that you know we've had a sad loss in football this week with Terry Venables, who, for me, you know, Euro '96 as a 17-year-old kid was probably the best, one of the best summers of my life, and. Uh, you know, it was uh, a great side he put together then. And if only he could have stayed on for the World Cup in 98 as well and gone even further into the England job, you know, because I think of it, you know, he would have been probably very likely to win us something because he was that good, wasn't he, as a coach, Terry Venables? Mm. And he was an engaging, wasn't lovely crazy. bloke as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a great bloke. He was a great bloke. So, but anyway, Chris, yeah, sorry yeah, about well, you, you... With me, I'll probably off the field, um, off the field, probably go for the 10. Purely, purely, purely for the enthusiasm and professionalism that was thrust upon us last night. I just thought it was absolutely yeah. fantastic. I was absolutely yeah. blown away. La- oh, last night was a ten. Last night was a ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about the future of the club. Is an yeah, eight point yeah, five for me. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going ten on the field. I probably wouldn't even go as high as six. I'd probably go five point five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. Yeah, you know, uh, probably the same as you, Paul, probably an eight, eight and a half on um, the excitement. Obviously, we didn't get involved in last night's stuff and it, obviously hearsay and, and hearing everything from you guys, it's very exciting. Um, there's a lot of fans out there that wouldn't have been involved in last night and still have it, but I've, I've been excited since they took over uh, that it's going to move forward to where we've had it. Like, ma'am, if you just spoke to me, 10 months ago it'd be a zero wouldn't it so the fact that we're at eight and a half now and you know if they if they do bar robe then i might be at 10 next week but we'll see how his uh, his season stuff goes no but you know all all joking aside i'm and then field wise probably i'm I'm the same as chris probably a five six um but i do believe that um Rooney has ideas on how he wants to change that. I do believe that we need to bring some players in. I think with some of the players that we have within our club now are either past it and a little bit too old for what we're trying to do. And also we just don't have enough quality to play the way that these manager and owners want to play. So I think that's going to be a big test of how he recruits him and, and Gardner recruit to the system that he's, you know, talking to everyone about. Um, so five or six, but I'm hoping if you ask me again in February, it'd be a, an eight and nine because he's brought in those players um, yeah. in there, change that around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do we'll do these sort of regular basis. You know, maybe every every month or something. We'll we'll, we'll come on to that, and hopefully it'll go higher and higher as the, as the months go on. On the message board, Paul, we've got uh, Paul McCarthy who's saying the future is nine and on the field is seven. Yeah. Uh, Steve Portman with 7.2 off uh, on the field, 10 off. Kim Upton, nine on the future, five on the field. Um, Tony Layton, nine out of 10 for the future, six to seven at the moment on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Mann. Seven for the future, four for the field. Uh, however, he has said we need to show that the planning is going to come to fruition. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm now going to move on to our top fives again. You know, we had our top five managers recently. Yeah. Um, and 
after that incredible overhead kick from Garnacho at the weekend, I've got to go on to our top five ever goals, and we'll start from the top and work our way down. So, and this might be a wow. generational, this might be a generational thing. Yeah. But um, I want everyone to tell us what the best goal you've ever seen Blues score. It could be home or away, obviously, or it could be in a anywhere, anywhere. You know, it's yeah. not just at St Andrews. Sorry, Paul, I think if I'm, I'm going to start, and I, the one that comes to mind as soon as you said it would be uh, John Gale's overhead kick. <laughs> yeah, that's not that mind, you know. it was the it was the first meaningful, I suppose, game and trophy for for me as a seven year old boy. But to see something like that happen at Wembley, I don't yeah. think that would ever ever change cool. it for me. No, no, absolutely. And Craig, you okay to count these up again? Um, oh, I am indeed, and I can yeah. say straight off, Johnny Gale's come in yeah, a couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Terrell versus Ipswich is another one that's been put yeah, out there yeah. by Mark Brooks. And Jerome against I, Liverpool. Yeah. I was gonna I was I was lucky enough I was at Wembley ninety one and I was at Anfield that night with Jerome and I am torn between them that too. It was but... breathtaking. Like you never think yeah. Cameron Jerome could hit a ball that no, far, amazing. let alone it going into the goal. What I'll tell you what as well, uh, Sorry, uh, Super Kev's goal against Leeds in the semi-final again the for final, yeah. someone at six foot seven to bang that into the top corner was yeah was amazing. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mark. I'm going to go just about John Gale simply because it was a trophy at the end of the day uh, at Wembley. It's my first trip to Wembley as well, so I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, Seb Larson as well against against Tottenham away and also Sheffield Wednesday at home. Those two were yeah. Away. Um, and so far, I can say that it is in joints between Seb Larson and Johnny Gale. Over uh, Femi Martins, tucking it away. We're probably going to end up getting all our top fives in this, just this one show, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, Don Kavanagh has said, can we put Moloff Elberg's um, throwing into the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that can count. <laughs> Craig, Absolutely. Just call him, him Moloff Elberg. I did, and no, I'm not. Re- I'm not reversing it. I'm sorry. I won't say his name anyhow. So, you know, what I, mean? I, I never mentioned the uh, the word from the other side of the city. So I'm not doing the names properly. Another one could be, you know, Stern John when he scored the last minute. Yeah. Equaliser. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Tell um, you what, though, um, Brian Newshaw some really good ones. He's got a, a great one away at Wimbledon. Um, yeah. first game of the season and he's done another one at home when he flicked it over his head a little bit like Dennis Bergkamp-esque when he flicked it over and he turned around and, and volleyed it in usually he scored probably four or five great goals yeah. himself yeah, what, yeah. About the, what about the one he got at Stoke as well in the 7-0 from like about 25 that was a world day um, mm-hmm. and then Tommy Mooney as well at home to Norwich that was a world day yeah. he got his hat trick yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Marcelo at Portsmouth as well away. Marcelo hit oh, one at Portsmouth. Yeah, Cadiz yeah. at Bolton. Cadiz yeah. at Bolton. Craig, Craig Bolton. Gardner's yeah. goal against uh, in the cup as well. I'm, I'm we'll have to I'm, do limbs as well. So we'll have to do goals and then top five <laughs> limbs. Top five limbs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even on a budget, quality is Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Talking about the quality of the goals in this, though, the, the, the best... I think, the that's, I think that's the issue. I think that, you know, there's goals that really meant stuff. You know, they, we talked about Stern John's last-minute goal at Millwall and down the road. Those yeah. two, you talk about Oberfemi Martins and stuff like that. And listen, these, these goals are tappings at the end of the day, but they meant so much to everybody. But yeah. I, think the, I know what you're saying, Paul, the quality of the goal mm. uh, is a little bit different, but yeah. Hey, another one more recent. Rusty against QPR, that little flick yeah. he did, that was a great yeah. goal. Yeah, it was. Because he meant that, didn't he? Yeah. He meant every, yeah, he meant it. Yeah, Ollie Gale is definitely in the lead. However, it's now closely followed by, uh, and Chris, before my time, I think before all of us, apart from yourself, yeah, he's uh, you. Trevor against QPR. Yeah, Trevor, yeah, yeah, at home, yeah, yeah. Does, uh, anyone, does, yeah. does anyone remember Wade Elliott at Ellen Road in the FA Cup? That was a world oh. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one, yeah. That was a yeah. cracking one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Gailey's first goal in the cup final was good as well. He took it in yeah. his yeah. yeah. shoulder yeah. and he smashed it in the yeah. top corner, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But, but, that, but that overhead kick, I mean, been... I just cried like a baby when that went in. Oh, it was unreal, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, the overhead kick, yeah, yeah. I mean, Granger as well got a few great. I mean, the free yeah. kick against West Ham from Grange as well was we, we, brilliant. At that time, we didn't go to Wembley. We certainly don't win at Wembley and no. we don't score goals like that. <laughs> no, Did no, you exactly. Say against Chelsea. Capo, yeah. Well, as well, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What about Devlin as well against Wolves? That, that volley from the angle, that was a good goal, wasn't it? Are we doing top 100 now then? Are we just... <laughs> 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 it's the last year even says himself that QPR away was his best goal for us when he chested it and volleyed it. That was a, that was a world that was a world class goal. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Does anyone does anyone remember the Jose Dominguez one against Hull when he sort of ran off the length of the pitch and yeah, then he the goal? Did the baby celebration? Did the baby? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the cop was being done then because I remember him running down the wing and there was that's no right. copy. Like this season again. Yeah, yeah. that's I'm it. Louis Donnawa in the seven yeah. against Blackpool when he ran a whole yeah. Even his um, even his goal, even his chip at the Hawthorns against the Baggies, Donnawa's chip then when we beat them four one away. Maybe we're doing, maybe, maybe we are doing the top five hundred. Yeah, Dennis is asking, what's the best goal you've ever scored, Mister Rowe? Me, yeah. Uh, I scored this beautiful one in Sabuto once. I flicked it just right. The best goal I ever scored when I played was with my right foot and I'm left footed. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, mine's with my left foot and I was right footed. Mm. Mine was in the wrong net, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Craig? Tony Jones just put another one out there and actually yeah this this is a forgotten goal but was brilliant um, Stan Lazaridis against the Vile yeah. oh yeah clean goal yeah. and the, the yeah. way that it was set up because we're all dwelling on goals that have been scored by individuals but actually if you start bringing team goals into the equation my mm. god there's been some some, some great ones um, yeah. but yeah the stands does definitely uh, stand out from that one uh, but at the moment Gailey's goal in the Leyland Daff 
the second one is is in the lead. Can I just go through some on uh, YouTube as well? Um, um, yeah. We've got uh, Kenny Lowe's 80 yarder. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Kenny Lowe's. Uh, oh, yeah. Four cell against Sunderland. Sunderland. Uh, yeah. Bowyer, yeah. West Ham. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah uh, Zarate, uh, West. Uh, Wade Elliott versus Wolves lying on the ground. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Eddie Brown against Pompey ran his own penalty to shoot pass up Richard. I don't remember that. Uh, Sebs versus Sheffield Wednesday. So, oh yeah, good guy from the midfield. Hey, even uh, remember Christophs against uh, Ch- was Charlton. Walking away when he did that little flick. Charlton. Yeah, yeah. Goal. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was a brilliant goal as well. Uh, I'm just trying to think that there will be more. That you, I mean, Marlon King got a few good ones as well, didn't he? Oh, Marlon, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you just you just forget though, don't you? You forget. You don't yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even racking my brains now trying to think of another one actually Horsfield at Barnsley was a good one that was Trevor's last game as a manager and he scored mm-hmm. a brilliant goal from outside the box with his right and it sort of flew straight into the top corner do you remember that? yeah yeah mm-hmm. bloody hell yeah. you forget don't you? you do yeah. Yeah. just one of these is still coming through about just going a little bit back on last night and one of the other areas that was was covered off that, that we've kind of missed but he's pretty key mm-hmm. and that's the uh, formation of an official single supporters club yep, uh, for Birmingham yeah. and I know this has it, it, it's had a mixture of results is fair to say and reactions uh, from the from the evening but just to run through some of the things that they are planning to do they, they want to bring all the fans together so whether that be a you know a supporters club that's based in Manchester or, or Lancashire as they used as the example last night through to the, the, the people such as Reddit supporters club and how they you know, run the coaches, Tony Rout, these areas as well. Mm. And they want to bring everybody together so that we've got one fans forum uh, and supporters club. They want everybody, as it's been put, to travel together. Uh, There's a lot of discussion around travel because ticketing came up as part of those discussions. And I think there's a, there's work, fair to say, work to be done yeah. in, in that area. Yeah. They want to fundraise as a group and as a supporters club to look at all the stuff in the community and, and uh, I'm not going to go through everything but I'll post a slide basically of, of, of what was shown to people but one of the key things for me was having that single group of people coming together also helps and links into where we were talking about revenue and that's that's what it all does and I think what we will see is as, as one group, you will see more of the things like players interacting and maybe making appearances and stuff. There will be people that will have the invitations to other groups because the open house is just one, one of many groups that will be run. Um, we've covered the open house quite a bit, but there's one called Blues Matters. Blues Matters is, is, is going to be starting in, in January. And the idea of this is to have an official engagement with the fans. So they're going to be discussion points and groups of people that can put themselves forward to have a fan's voice and act on behalf of other areas. They'll be looking at initial parts that have been suggested, right? Growing the women's game, equality, diversity, inclusion, match day experience, the club's heritage. So Jeremy Dale, you know, mentioned this an awful lot in our presentation. But 2025, 150 years of the club. So they want to start planning things now of how we can celebrate that. Then 
marketing in the community you know what else can we do as fans to help out we've mentioned about the buying the presence of the twelve and a half thousand children that at the moment could, could end up with nothing and the club want to make sure they get a Christmas present uh, watch out incidentally for the Blue Nose Day that's going to be advertised an awful lot by the club mm. right we, we have Red Nose Day in March we're going to have a Blue Nose Day in December um, so there'll be some stuff that comes out around that I think it's the Leicester game if I remember rightly is, is right, a yeah. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally the other working group is, is the Academy with two more as well to be decided so invitations will be sent out for applicants so people who want to and there's a lot of people out there that have, have said how did the, the open house get chosen yeah. right they had a criteria that they followed and they stuck to this one, though, is you put yourselves forward. If you want to be in part of it, you can put yourself forward and groups will then be selected. And then it's just how things will then move forward. So the open house will continue. It will give a fan's voice and people will be able to input to that as well. And I think what we will see is a difference in those attendees throughout each of the groups as well. So, you know please watch out for the stuff that will be put out by the club there's going to be an awful lot and I think communication that we have been lacking as Tom Ross said last night not just the past 12 months or 2 years but for the past 10 years for me the past 10 years I can't say was wiped out by last night but my god they, they took a hell of a chunk out of what had happened just in that one, that one session so watch out for others that will be uh, that will be announced. Yeah, I think as well. Sorry, um, I just think as well that they are watching social media. They're watching everything. So if you do apply, they're watching everything. So whatever you say, if it's negative, negative, or you know, it's just about us all being one, one club, one support, one fan base. Nobody's better than anybody else. Nobody's opinions better. Um, obviously everyone's got an opinion but it's just making sure that everybody's on the same wavelength and hopefully with the open house it does stop the rumours it stops the, like the little oh they know this and they know that actually everybody knows it because everybody's hopefully singing from the same hymn sheet yeah, I think on that as well Tom said didn't he that you know, Tom Ross said this, didn't he, that we've been kicked so many times and the only reason that we keep getting back up is because we all stick together and now moving forwards, you know, as things get better, if we all stick together and stay together, it's going to get better quicker, I think, isn't it? Definitely. Um, just going back to the uh, the goal scoring, Cameron Jerome's making a late run here with um, his, his goal at, at Liverpool. Uh, what, his message? His message, does he? His message, yeah, he's saying he, he wants <laughs> to be there. Um, so, uh, what else have we seen? I know it was only a tap-in from Paul Furlong, but Brian Hughes turned into line on block Diego Maradona against Ipswich, Which? and he got the ball just inside his own half, and he ran all the way, went past about six players, and then he went round the keeper. Does anyone remember this? And then from an angle... He just went to try and score, but he just couldn't quite... The angle was a bit too tight for him to put it in himself, so Furlong had to tap it in. Yeah, yeah, that probably would have been the best ever goal at St Andrews if he'd have actually scored it himself, but it ended up being a tap-in for Furlong, but Mm. it had to be tapped in, otherwise it probably wouldn't have been a goal because their defender would have got it, but what a run from Hughes. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I don't know. I do vaguely remember that one. Yeah. I was thinking of it as well. Can I just shout out David said... against Wolves? The volley. Yeah, I said that. I've said yeah. that one. Sorry, Paul. Beyond the times, Mr. Adams. Beyond <laughs> the times. Sunjuk against Derby. And him. No, Keaton fouled against Derby. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My dad just said for the for the older fans. Dad just said Barry Bridges sees uh, scissors kick in the FA Cup. No, I don't remember. Chris that, might know that one. No, I don't know. I think he, he, said, some, someone made a good shout earlier. Ricky Otto at Anfield. That was a great team goal. Oh, yeah, 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 that was that was a great goal. Can I just go back to the um, the open house from uh, um, on YouTube? Um, BCFC Ireland says Tom Wagner. Did he really explain why Jay he was sacked? And what did you all think? Oh. I in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think so. If truth be told, I think the way it came across was that there was more than just a decision on necessarily how we were playing. That was the impression that I got from the statement that was made. Um, what Tom did turn around and say was that he was. It's a tough decision, you know, no matter what you're doing, it's a tough decision to always replace a manager. But they had aspirations to take things forward. He wished John Eustace every look in the world and has said, if ever there were positions and he wanted help and support, he would help and support him with with that. But I do do get the impression that, that potentially legally, they can't say too much more. Um, I I mean, Paul, Claire... How, how, how did you feel about it? Uh, that might just be my, you know, interpretation of what we heard. I, 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 I yeah. yeah, I just think they look back. I just, so, yeah, sorry, Claire. I just think they look back at, um, you know, the way successful teams have been playing in this league, yeah. and they're all they're all looking after the ball, aren't they? They've all got over fifty percent possession, yeah. and with John Eustace, we were at, at an out of possession team more than in possession, weren't we? And the counter attacking team, and that's not, you know, that wasn't the way. I don't think when they looked into it. And they did their homework. I don't think, um, you know, I think that's what they looked at more than anything. And then that's what kind of ultimately made the decision for them. But the only sort of uh, thing that surprised me was the choice that they made with Wayne Rooney, just because he was he's so young and he's still finding his way. And there's no record of any promotion or anything on his CV yet to prove, you know, he's, he's done what we want to do. But, you know, I'm all for giving him a chance. Let's give him a chance. He's come in and that's the way he wants to play. And, I didn't follow Derby much when he was there. I can't imagine him doing nothing spectacular with a load of kids and Curtis Davies there. And he did do really well there under the circumstances. But I didn't watch enough of them to know exactly how much of the ball they had there. But DC United as well, again, I didn't watch them at all. So, you know, I presume that that's the way he played anyway in his previous jobs. And obviously his name in the game is huge. And from a commercial point of view, it's massive, isn't it? Because it it just sort of like, you know, brings a, a lot more money into the club than... You know, God bless him for what he did here, but John Eustace yeah. just isn't going to bring us, you know, make us a global brand, is he, unfortunately? Yeah, yeah. Right. He's, a, he's, a rev- he's a revenue buster, isn't he? I mean, that's... that's, that's Paul? Sorry, Paul. Did, did, did sort of Rooney open up as to how he finds the city as in general? Like the community mm-hmm. and the city? Did he give any... No, no. no, no. It, wasn't of... really, it wasn't really an interview, Mark, with Rooney. It was no. more of... No, no. So we had, we had Darren Carter talking about the women's tactics with videos of the play and explaining what they were mm-hmm. doing. And then again with Wayne Rooney with the men's team. Um, so really, a, yeah, we wasn't really. 
No, Rooney. no. We wasn't really given the, we wasn't really given the opportunity to ask any questions, really, were we, with Rooney and, uh, uh, yeah. Carter? That was interesting as well. You mentioned there, Daz Carter, but actually the <clears throat> the fact that the women's team are playing and want to play the same style of football as the first team men's. The fact that they want to take that down into the under-21s, the academies, uh, the kids. You know, they really want to use that same kind of of, of way of playing across all teams. And I, I think um, it, was, it was really interesting to see both Daz Carter's videos and the way that the ladies had gone from actually... You know, being outside of each other and not really mm-hmm. gelling, so then gelling and seeing some of the ways that they came forward and the goals yeah. they scored, yeah. and then comparing it to the men's, it was actually very, very similar in terms of the way they started and where they are now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, Claire, you mentioned it there, the Man City uh, kind of link in effect of the way that we play. Um, God, if we can get 20% of what Man City were, then we, we can go a long way. But I, you, you can see there is that vision there. Um, and they want to they want to take you forward. They want to grow the kids. They want to bring the kids through. So, you know, Mr. Meredith, obviously music to your ears being a coach. But what came out from them was they also want to be, in effect, self-sufficient. So they want these, these, these lads and ladies that are getting opportunities. They want them to stay in that first team. They want to put them out there. Um, we had Brandon Killer there last night talking about his experience of the academy and how breaking into the first team and how it made him feel. And then we also had Gemma Lawley saying exactly the same thing. And what's interesting for me is they're one of our own. And Liam Dace, he said it, nothing better than hearing your home fans sing one of our own. Yeah. And actually, that that really boosts the, those those players coming on, um, and and I, I think he is he is such a great person to to have oh, on board with the academy, and his yeah, passion yeah, yeah. shone through. Still scary. Still scary. Yeah, yeah, but no, uh, scary. I think for me, you know, that's why I'm a probably a little bit lower on the on the field than I am off it because Gary Cook has been there and done it, and he's done in another club what he's trying to do here. You know, so that's why it gives me more confidence off the field at the moment than on it. But that doesn't mean to say it's not going to work. I'm not saying that it's not going to work with Ryan Rooney because I really hope it does. But mm. you know, but let's see where we are. Come with with Rooney. You know, for me, maybe January and then the summer and then going into next season. This time next year, you know, let's see where we are then. Interesting to find out the special guest at St Andrews last Saturday. Um, and, and Paul, I'm not too sure. Did you did you hear who it was as well? Yeah. So yeah, I believe that firmly is probably the mentor of of Wayne Rooney. But Sir Alex Ferguson was present at the game on on Saturday. Was it? I thought he was going to say Trevor right. Matthews. Oh, yeah. Matthews. <laughs> right. um, Sir Alex. Sir Alex was there yeah. as a, as a guest to to see it, and I think what that that also kind of. You know, everybody's putting two together and probably making five here. But having Sir Alex present is going to help Wayne. He's going to learn. He's got nobody better for me in terms of management style to learn from than than Fergie because he he brought the best out of the group of youngsters. Let's face it, nobody ever thought Man United would do with that young team what they did. Um, So if he can help him and and bring him through and nurture him through this, great. 
but also there's that link. We've already got a good link with Manchester United and, and Birmingham. Uh, you know, Hannibal last season, Laird this season. It, who knows? In the window, we ain't got a fat lot of money. Yeah, uh, but, they also, but they also give us Tyler Blackie, Craig. I don't know if I'll ever forgive him. Yeah, there is that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Craig was, I was, I thought Craig was going to say Holly when he first said there was a guest there, but... <laughs> no, I, Mr. Meredith, I've got to say, right, so... Um, you know, for on the subject, and, and and Claire, I don't know whether she's she's watching, but um, it was brilliant the banter uh, at the back of the tour, right? And gave as good as we got. It was absolutely superb. But a certain individual, um, no names mentioned, but he's on my screen, right smack bang centre, and at the bottom of 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 the uh, the Zoom call, was in a rather, should we say, inebriated state before kickoff had even started. <laughs> Right. It was, was we haven't won in how many games? So I just thought, no, you know what? Let's celebrate. So Let's get a win. And we did. Never seen anybody eat a portion of chips with bacon and cheese sauce on top as quick as what they did. Didn't have cheese sauce, can't have cheese. Oh, I did have cheese. You had the bacon. Um, but also, what, what, what a great. So a great on a scale of one to ten, Craig, on a scale of one to ten, how drunk was she really before the game even started? Seven. On the basis of the fact that Seven. I texted her while she was at the bar and said, jokingly, I'll have a pint. And she had to come back with a pint. Must have been mm-hmm. seriously inebriated, but no, um, was 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 quite funny. And uh, it was it was a good crack. Um, you know, in fact, Claire, is it not true? Never seen Birmingham score a goal, let alone win. But went away, no. actually quite impressed with what she'd seen. It's because uh, I, I, they've been to uh, Blackburn away and Blackburn at home in the cup. <laughs> so <laughs> it hasn't been a very good uh, thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, um, we went to the roost beforehand. You know, we saw some of the people that we go away games with. And, you know, like it was really good. Why? What I thought last night is just from like a woman's point of view is how many women were in the room as well and it was really nice that obviously you know being part of her game too and like Helena and Lindsay and Ellie and you know Emily and everybody else that you know that we've had our say as well and it's really nice that you know they are doing things in our toilets as well like putting the sanitary products in and um and you know unfortunately we because we had a woman referee as well and unfortunately two people decided to not follow what probably should happen but then at the same time well done to the club for putting out a statement beforehand I think you know um, I thankfully haven't heard anything like that I mean you know the people around us Craig are you know they have to listen to me bang on most of the games but then even away from home I haven't really heard it either so I'm hoping that you know I, I didn't think she was great but then you know I'm not saying she's not great because she's a woman She, the ref just wasn't she didn't have a brilliant game but at the same time she was consistent so we've, we've um, had worse, we've had worse, ref, we've had worse male refs yeah. Yeah, so you know it's she's at the end of the day she's a referee she's got quite higher will she ref in the Premier League I think she will mm. um and, you know, it's just remembering that it's a referee. We don't normally get good male referees, so... <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, Claire, Nigel Manor said, it's shocking, your behaviour. 
So now can we have you known as Claire Dribbling? I've been called Claire. I've already, I've already been called that with my last name. I've been called everything, so it's all right. So, um, I know obviously it's a bit of a last night special, and obviously we're celebrating our first win under Rooney, but have we got any, any other uh, games to play this week, Craig? Any squad game or anything at all? No, because no. of how late it was last night, no. I haven't had a chance. No, okay. You've only got one job, any that that Craig. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have less of that. <laughs> did you think there was anything that they didn't say that you would hope that they would have said? Mm. Like, is there anything that they didn't touch upon that you thought, hmm, why haven't they done that? I don't, I don't think so, no. I think they covered pretty much everything and the fact that we went around all different departments of the club as well was, was just amazing, wasn't it, really? Mm. It really was. It was mm. I can see what was an eye-opener. Uh, and Mark, don't know whether this is the case out in the States as well, but there's obviously a huge difference between your home side of the things and then the way that the UA I don't want to say treated because obviously that's, that's not the way to put it but the difference first of all in the dressing rooms right so you walk into the home dressing room we've got a really swanky setup, and you'll see some pictures that we'll post on the socials um, we've got all the state of the art stuff in the rooms we've got you know the badges and all nicely set up so it's ready when the, the, the players go in with the kits you go to the away end <laughs> Right, you had plain white walls, wooden wooden benches, and metal hooks on the wall. You know, because it, it, it was almost as though you know what we don't we don't we don't want to know. We want you to feel intimidated as such. And walking into the tunnel was exactly the same. You come out of the home dressing room, lights, all the different um, posters. The uh, actually the one thing that really stood out was the wording that they used throughout. It was so positive. Oh, the slogans. Slogans. Birmingham on the up was everywhere, Mm. you know, um, Mm. about being the best. But, you know, standing out was all across. But then you walk out your way to changing rooms, you're looking at a stark blank wall and they have to walk into that afterwards. So that was the one thing. And the seating, uh, you know, in the dugouts, so they explained why it had all been changed, which was obviously partly to do with the fan experience, making sure that the fans could see, but also being in and around. But the home seats were all heated. The away ones aren't. And yeah, but they do that in other teams. So when, like, um, in a lot of Premier League teams like Manchester United and uh, Liverpool, they've got, like, the heated bit, like, um, on the floor so that they're feet can stay warm and yeah, it's the plugs, you know, I think it's when we won the cup and the difference it was brown there was a ma- it was brown and blue it was horrible and then walking in you're like oh I think it's done at every you know in every sport every ground I think they you know there's the standard rules around what they have to have and what there has to be in there Mm. Um, and then obviously you spend as much money and whatever you want to change your um, experience for your for your club. So certainly when you tour the NFL stadiums, it's exactly the same. You know, you've got everything you want in the Dallas Cowboys locker room, for instance, here in Dallas. Then you go to the away room and it's just literally a box. Still got all the seating in that has to be in there and the, enough room for every member of the roster. But it's a box. It's, it's just, it's they have to bring their own 
treatment tables. They have to bring their own drinks, everything where you walk into, um, you know, the Cowboys one and then each player's got their own individual TV and massage chairs and all, all sorts like that. So I think it's something that is, is done all over the world in, in every sport. And I, I, I actually, I, I like it. I read mm. back before when we had the old changing rooms in the, in the, in the old main stand, way back when you know it was Barry Fry and even before that that you know players would go in and turn the heating up really high in the um, in the away changing rooms before the away team got there so it was you know they were sweating and, and losing a lot of energy but all these stories come out from players that obviously you wouldn't get that now today but it's it's always been I think us against you on those days and that's what your your advantage of being at home was all about yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had, we had uh, for our sort of tour guide, we had Davo, and he was absolutely fantastic. I've got to say that. Mm. And does everyone know that we've got the longest tunnel in the Football League? Really? Have we? Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, because it goes, it goes the width, the whole width, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they get them to go in through the short way. Mm. So they they like walk longer out, and then they don't put the heating on for them either. That was what yeah, I found yeah, out. Yeah, that's all we found yeah. out. But no, the only the only the only negative, um, and it's not a massive negative for me, but if I still sat there, it would be is the the, the leg room in the new seats in the beyond the Crocky, you know yeah. in the lower tilt and then the lower cup are just you know slim to none, aren't they? Mm. If you're over five, not existent. Over yeah. five foot four, you're going to struggle. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Just uh, some of the comments on the the board as well. So Ray Hobrose asked, will they change the ticketing priorities for away games or will it still be platinum, gold, silver, etc.? Stand back, stand back. Here comes Claire. Claire Claire. Claire. Claire raised this yesterday. Um, I'm going to toilet. (laughs) Yeah, don't run away now. Uh, Claire, shout out me if I get this wrong. When we had our breakdown and it was around the sports groups, there was the talk of a uh, selection of tickets being made available to the supporters groups for in and around that particular area. So the example Claire gave, you know, people travelling from Plymouth, for example, they would get an allocation of tickets. It was raised. Would it change the platinum, gold, silver? Um, The answer is no. They said that that the platinum, gold and silver wouldn't change. That's it. For example, if they had like... Yorkshire Blues and we were against Huddersfield they would like to give them 5% of the ticket so there was a few of us there who were platinum um, and I totally understand if you live miles away and you don't get to go to home games okay fine um, if there is a game near to you and you struggle to get there okay but what we then said was we they need to remember the loyal fans that they've had for the last 10 years of it being horrendous. Um, the one season me and my mum went, we saw four wins out of all of the away games we went to. It was dire. Yeah. You know, we travelled to Sunderland, Middlesbrough. I mean, we've I've worked out that I think we've done a 1,000 miles within a month and it was 24 hours of travel. Um If, for example, it gets to like, you know, if it gets to like bronze or it gets to season ticket holders or general sale, do you know what? Give them a load of tickets. Fine. (laughs) Let's sell it out. Let's do it. But don't take it away from 
the fans that go home and away, especially the ones that go away. If you're platinum, we only miss four games in the whole season. You know, you can't... Because I, I made the suggestion of what happens if we went to Luton, for example, where there's a 1,000 tickets and there's a London Blues. Are they going to have 5% of that? So somebody who's been home and away for season after season is going to miss out. I get that, you know, not everyone can make every game and I get that it's my decision to do, you know, home and away games, but don't kind of agree with some of it. And that's Mm. one of the things that I think, that was the only negative of the night, um, you know, that can, you know, you've got to justify it. I mean, then I think Jeremy Dow was shocked at the reaction um, and then all of a sudden he was like, no, it won't affect platinum, but I don't want it to affect even bronze because they've still made the, you know, the effort to go to games away. So I think that is something that they really, really, really need to think about. I'm happy for them to have tickets. If it's general sale and they can't sell out, do you know what? Give them 200 tickets for free to put bums on seats and away Mm. game, fine. Mm. You know, like tomorrow, um, say if it's up north, Northern Blues, whoever they are, do you know what? We haven't sold out. We've got a thousand tickets left. Give them 200. Go on. That's fine as a gesture. But don't take it away from platinum, gold, silver, or bronze. Oh, sorry, Mark. Go on. I was going to say, Robe chose a birthday on Saturday, so does that mean he loses his ticket for Rotherham now on next week? Loses <laughs> <laughs> it for Rotherham. Yeah. He's lost in full stop, Mark. We've no, no, it. no. I heard that question wasn't raised last just night. A, it was just a question. Please, <laughs> Robe, you're not coming. Again, again. Yeah. No, no, I'm not having it. No. <laughs> I, I can't have it. <laughs> oh, you are banned if we lose. But uh, I, I just, as well, I just want to shout out the staff as well at the Blues last night because I thought they were absolutely mm. magnificent. Really awesome. And uh, you got to think as well, they'd been there all day as well, hadn't they? So, you know, they were there till half 11. Gone, it would have been gone midnight, wouldn't it? When they were all packing yeah. away after when we'd yeah. all gone. So I just want to shout out to the staff as well. You know, the, the people That's that right. presented, all the staff that worked in the kitchens and, yeah. you know, around the bars and all that sort of thing. Were, and Tom were Ross, absolutely... and Tom Ross, don't forget. Tom Ross, he did and, the foot. And, and the Tom, 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 yeah, Tom was brilliant. brilliant yeah, job. no, I think the people that presented to us, you know, were uh, were fantastic as well, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and just to come back on that, that question around Tom Brady, so he's raised, you know, uh, last night he was asked, around Tom Brady and whether actually his name was being used as a gimmick the answer mm. was was a resounding no and it was interesting to find out actually what's happening at the moment uh, and Craig Gardner covered a little bit off uh, as well as Gary Cook in the from a nutritional side of things uh, and the you know injury side and how they can be prevented there are two people that have come over from the States now that have been with us. I think one of them was four weeks, one of them is two long, weeks. Yeah, not been long, yeah. Um, and they, they've been working with the teams around nutrition um, and how that can be looked at and improved and actually has, has gone down very well with the players. So, you know, whilst he may not be there and present, he is definitely providing the support via via his his group and his his project work out in the states and how it will come forward. And Gary also did cover that he will be coming to other games. They know when he's coming. Mm. I'm guessing because of his profile, they can never say. But as he said, whenever he's there, he's on the socials. So keep an eye 
Um, and, and actually, on that social side of things, I think it was Ian Thornton that, when he did his presentation, mentioned a figure which was phenomenal: two point three. I think it was two point three billion. Billion. Like social media hits yeah. since these guys have taken over, and that's wow. not just down to the Brady side of things. This is the whole picture, and the fact that we've gone from being as and as I, as Ian mentioned supported by companies who are all local that have been our saviours in a way and keeping us going over the past few years we are now being noticed as an international brand and he is he was very clear that there are going to be announcements that I think are going to shock people over the next few months and periods of time in terms of who's coming in as partners and who's going to be supporting us and, and moving these things forward. Um, and he was very clear, we still couldn't do it without those local companies and local people that are Blues fans. Uh, he was very clear that we want the sponsorship and the areas to be Birmingham fans. We want to recognise those people that are there and those businesses. So, you know, they've been our saviours so far they will still be involved moving forwards. Did he also mention, Craig, that there was, uh, there was big dames on the horizon as well? Yeah, it, it, it's... Mm. I think, you know, what we're going to see over the next upcoming few months, and that's what it's going to be, it's, it, it's months, these, you know, these aren't going to happen in weeks or anything else, but in months, mm. are going to be superb. And, and actually, you just... We were in the club shop, and I didn't realise this, but we actually have somebody now employed by the club they worked for over 40 years for JD Sports. That's now there guiding us on the, the the merchandise and the sales and how to promote these sorts of things. So it's not all about just the undefeated hoodies, caps and T-shirts. But actually, what else can we do? You know, merchandise-wise, what, what is it we can do? And he just summed it up as pretty much the world is our oyster at the moment because we are just open to everything and that's when he discussed as Paul mentioned the refurb of the of the club shop at the end and of the, the season website. So, yeah. yes the website uh, this could be really interesting so they're revamping the whole lot hmm. you know we're going to have a new sales platform and on the supporters club side of things that is actually having a purpose built website so that when that is launched it's going to be top of the range we're going to have everything from links from you know where those groups are so it'll show you across the world where everybody is the people that are involved you know so we'll have a star in in, in America we'll have stars out in Australia we're, we're literally all over the place and it, and then that will continue to to build he also said as well that um, they'll have higher stock levels won't they of like shirts and, yeah, and yeah. also they'll also have more generous sizes as well so uh, yeah the people that are big bone like me. And we're staying with Nike as well, aren't we? That was in the um, news yesterday. I think yeah. they're talking to Nike, so they're staying with them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, they'll. Um, and that guy, I've got to say, that guy as well in the shop that they've employed that was at J- uh, JD Sports for over forty years. I forget his mm-hmm. name. Forgive me, but oh, the he's a- bloke. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. He helped me out when I got my away shirt and my home shirt, and he was just so helpful and so so good. You know, he was brilliant. Isn't he a Blues fan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's fantastic. Really is. So you can't can't help you enough. Mm. That was the thing about the management team. Actually, mm. they 
they had links with the club, you know, um, yeah. through, throughout. Gary being the, the, the fan, Craig Gardner, obviously involved fan. Ian Dunn, didn't realise he'd done 17 years yeah, at 17 our club. Years, yeah. I, first, wow. I first met Ian, I first met Ian when he was in commercial sales, like, they, you know, yeah. in about 2007. Yeah, I remember him showing people to their to their seats, and yeah, 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 yeah. Used to have a blonde, used to have blonde bushy hair, didn't they? Yeah, getting drinks for them. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and yeah. Ray Alvarez said, "People moan about the price of an undefeated hoodie, yeah. but Inter Milan's home shirt is 150 euros." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm conscious now. We've got a couple of minutes to go. Yeah. yeah. And I want predictions for tomorrow night and Saturday. Right. Okay. Um, can I go first? I love this unit. Um, I think tomorrow we're going to get a, uh, an away win. I, think, I really do think we'll win tomorrow. I think we'll win 2-1 yeah. tomorrow. Um, and I think we'll win 2-1 on Saturday. We're at Blackburn away, Mark. Sorry, oh, no, Blackburn away tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No, Blackburn away tomorrow 2-1. We're and Blackburn away. Blackburn away, we'll win, we'll win both games 2-1. Okay, I, I hope you're right, Mark. Yeah, go on, go on, <laughs> Mm. Um, I would take 1-1 one, one tomorrow and I reckon we'll beat Rotherham 3-0 Ooh, Craig I'm, I'm going to take the board draw tomorrow night you know I, I, you know, oh, the 0-0 yeah. um, of, of Behrens yeah I, I, I've, got, I've got to echo the 3-0 actually I really do fancy us to to go out yeah. there's a few people saying 6-0 by the way Chris so you might be in trouble God, it's bloody freezing. I, 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 that wasn't mentioned last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going on the big screen if it happens. I've read the Grange. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. it was that screen the Jasper Carrot, by the way, as well, that they'd put up. I mean, that was incredible, wasn't it? It was about 10 times the size of the projector, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, yeah, Craig. Yeah. So, Saturday, did you say Saturday? So, Saturday, 3 0. Tomorrow night, 0 0. Um, so yeah, that's Mark? my thoughts. Yeah, Mark. I'm going to go two uh, nil either side. I think we'll lose two nil tomorrow. I don't think we'll get anything in nothing tomorrow. But I think we'll beat Rotherham two nil Saturday. Yeah, I'll take I take a draw tomorrow, but I just can't see it. So yeah, I'm going to go for a um, a two nil loss tomorrow, uh, and I fancy us giving somebody a tanking. So I'm, I'm going to go four one Rotherham. Well, I'm going to go 4-1-2 go Rotherham or against Rotherham. Against Rotherham. Yeah, come on, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go for a Desmond tomorrow night, 2-2. Two, two. And then I'm going to go for 3-1 on Saturday. And on the message board, we've got Lilypad saying 1-1 uh, one, one tomorrow, 2-0 on Saturday. Uh, we've uh, Paul Lilly, 1-1 one, one tomorrow, 4-1 on Saturday. Ray Hobro, 1-1 one, one tomorrow, Saturday a 1-0 win. Nigel Mann says he'll think we'll lose 1 0, but it'll be a tough game tomorrow, and then a 2 0 win at the weekend. Dave Twine, 2 all tomorrow, Saturday 2 1. Don Kavanagh, 1 1, and then 2 1 at the weekend. Michael Woods has gone for 1 0 for both games yeah. to Birmingham. Uh, 2 all tomorrow, 3 0 Saturday from Mike Evans, Steve Kimberley, 1 1, and 2 0. And then finally, Mike Hill is saying Blues going to win one away and at Blackburn and Saturday 3-0 at home to Rotherham Paul wrap it up boy <laughs> well thank you everyone for watching and uh, giving up your time watching us talking about the Blues again on a Tuesday night for a change I got it right hey! <laughs> hey! 
So yeah, it's good night from me. Good night from you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, sorry. Good night. Good, night. good night from Mark Adams. Good night, everyone. Have a have a good week. See you all soon. You're just supposed to follow suit, Mark, but I'll I'll, I'll do the script. So don't worry. Yeah. Good night. From <laughs> Uh, good night. Um, hopefully, we'll get his up tomorrow. Safe travels to everyone. It's good night from Craig. Uh, yeah, it's good night from me, and it's good night from Mark Meredith. Good night. Keep right on. And it's, it's good, good night, night from me as well. It's, in case you forget, it's good night from me as well. It's good night, Sorry, Chris. Good that night. was me. I forgot you. <laughs> we'll have to get this <laughs> right for John next boy. time, won't we? Ramin told this. I wanted to be really good. Good. This kind of stuff proves it's live. It does, yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to wait. I do too, funnily enough. What's going to call? If we leave Saturday robes out for good. I'm not, I told you, I'm not having it. <laughs> 90 minutes without a bucket. <laughs> Someone just said, where's Nick? I'm out of the big screen. Why did you not buy your girlfriend, your partner and her mom tickets for the game for their birthdays, man? Should have done really. Just smile. <laughs> <laughs> a beer and a bit of street food would have been great. No, it was. Hence the one who did it. Balti pie last night was amazing. Should have asked Claire about that. Balti pie? Did you get a balti yes, pie? Yes, I can get me. Balti pies. Chocolate pies. Free? Yeah, yeah, and beer. Really? Beer. Yeah. Did you save it? Like... It was at 20 past 10 at night, though. I did I did take a Coke Zero as well. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.